today on CityCast Madison. Isn't it just the perfect time to get cozy and snuggle up with a good book? Grab your coffee or your tea and enter a new world, or better understand our own. If you need some inspiration on what to read, man, have we got you. The Wisconsin Book Festival's annual four-day fall celebration is coming up next week, and there's a load of books to discover. Starting Thursday, October 19th, you'll have access to over 50 free events with more than 60 authors featured across the multiverse of genres. The Fest has a new director this year, Jane Rotunda. We sat down with Jane to learn what's on deck and get her recommendations. It's Wednesday, October 11th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Jane, hello. Hello, Bianca. Thanks for having me. Of course. How could we not? You recently (laughs) took over. I mean that in a good way. (laughs) You took over as the Wisconsin Book Festival director. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it feels awesome. It's an incredible job. Seriously, it's a really cool opportunity. Yeah, well, looking at the lineup, congratulations to us as well for having you in that space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you know, what your vision is for the festival this year. Yeah. So, you know, first and foremost, we want to strive to be representative and inclusive across the board. So that means in the authors that we have come and the book topics and the discussions, the genres, and also the attendees who show up. So it's a goal to design our programming. So there's something for as many readers as possible um, throughout the four day celebration. I think too, with that hand in hand goes this kind of welcome and approachable environment. Um, I want it to sort of feel like there's a buzz of like curiosity and eagerness to learn and just kind of like this like energy that feels fun and exciting. And I want people to walk into the event, like embrace with a sense of community and connection and also just like, you know, the brass tacks of reading a book, which is kind of cool in a way to just sort of um, break down barriers and find a really nice common denominator with one another. Yeah. Do you think the festival is something that is a place where people come back to that there's a community of people like, you know, regularly coming to the events? Yeah, I actually see that I'm getting to know some names and faces. And it's wonderful. Like, I love seeing, you know, those repeat goers coming and you know then saying oh i'll see you next week at so and so for you know their new cookbook or whatever we're doing like it's just the interests are varied and it's just fun to see people like following um you know on social media but then also actually taking the time to come and be a part of the event in that public live space it's just it's pretty special yeah yeah because reading can be a pretty solitary act and now you know with audiobooks you can actually hear your favorite authors you know from home so i don't know why bring people into a physical space together yeah so you know you're right like to some extent we sit with a book and it's just the book and the person but then what do you do with that? Where do you take your experience reading that book? I mean, sometimes you don't really want to do anything with it. And it is personal. But we want to offer this like, beautiful and unique opportunity to take your solitary experience and kind of blow it up and change the perspective that you're getting 
from kind of single perspective to a layered perspective that has community, that has conversation, that has learning and sort of just giving you that more holistic perspective of the book, the genre, the author, the one sentence you read that really stuck with you and maybe sharing that with someone who read a completely different part of the book or it interpreted something completely different. And, and I think too, like you said, maybe people love hearing the author read the audiobook, but like, what about them actually talking about their experience writing it? You know, like, that's so cool. In the flesh. Yes, in the <laughs> flesh. Like everyone's, everyone's ready. Like they're excited to, to have those organic moments to make that connection and just sort of say, Hey, you had a really big impact on me. And you know, the authors also want to say, Hey, you readers, you have a really big impact on me and my work and what I do. And I think you really, there's just something that you can't replicate in those like organic physical spaces that you, that we make for, for folks to come out and enjoy. I feel it off of you as you're sharing this. So I believe you (laughs) are most events in person this year. Yes. Yes. We just kind of kicked off the fall schedule a couple of weeks ago and we had a virtual event. We partnered with bookstores and festivals um, across the country. It was awesome. It was for Sing a Black Girl Song by Entezaki Shange. And we had people come from Rio de Janeiro, from Montreal to attend the event that, of course, couldn't probably have traveled to Madison, Wisconsin. So virtual has its time and in place. That is uh, really lovely. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, But most of them are in person this year. Yep. Yep, exactly. Y'all have a great, like, co- you cover a lot of ground. It spans a lot of space. You got fiction and nonfiction, you know, mm-hmm. darkness and light <laughs> and everything in between. And so it feels a little unfair for me to ask you, like, your favorites. Mm. Um, so we've got a, just like a couple that, you know, stood out to us on the list. So let's get into some of those so people can hear, you know, what events are coming up and what books are, they could check out. First one up, I saw science writer Dan Egan's got a new book. Yeah. One with a provocative title. Yes. The Devil's Element. Um, and it's all about phosphorus. So um, basically, Dan Egan is Wisconsin-based, two-time Pulitzer Prize finalist. And he's in, he's basically saying that phosphorus is the oil of our time. Um, it's played a critical role in lethal substances, and but it's also, it's like fertilizer, and that's sustained life for billions of people. So it's this um, kind of, it's complicated, right? Like it's this complicated deep dive into the role of phosphorus, the reliance on phosphorus, and the effect that it's having in our water, you know, from the Mississippi River Basin to Great Lakes, beyond. Um, and so kind of just understanding the role, the future, and and where we're going with, with phosphorus. Well, that's something we know a thing or two about here in Madison, unfortunately, our, our toxic blue algae-filled <sighs> lakes. Uh, there's an event for that Friday, yeah. October yes. 20th. Yes, it is Friday, October 20th, and that one is one of the off-site venues. So most of the events will be taking place at Central Library, but we do partner with the Wisconsin Science Festival for this one. And we're actually hosting that at the Discovery Building and the DeLuca Forum Room. That's that like circular building when you go into the Discovery Building. And there'll be plenty of people to tell you where to go. But so fun. October 20th at 5 o'clock p.m. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up the Science Festival because another thing that stands out is this collaboration. Yes. You've got a panel with local author, beloved uh, Miss Chloe Benjamin. Yes. How'd that come about? Yeah. So every year we partner with the Science Festival for, you know, uh, several events, basically, um, and they can vary. But this one in particular is the um, Crossroads of Ideas event. And it's something that the Wisconsin Science Festival, I believe, came up with a long time ago. But then we sort of it grew into being a Wisconsin Book Festival and Science Festival combo where it's about books and authors, but it's also just about and writing, but it's also about like how science meets the public in a more, you know, um, just kind of basic or less intensive or in-depth kind of way and more of a like let's talk about science that exists around us that we can all kind of understand and have a universal relationship with so this one in particular is um the overlap between science and research writing and then creative writing and understanding that like they actually aren't they could seem very different but they're actually not as different as they seem and talking about how that creative process for research and storytelling is is very similar from a scientific perspective and also from um, maybe just, you know, writing novels. So Chloe Benjamin is in conversation with Claudia Solis-Limas. The two of them are going to have uh, Michelle Wilgen uh, moderate. And Michelle is also an author herself, and she is the writer in residence with the Discovery Building. And it's going to be a really cool conversation. It's just meant to sort of make you think and turn things upside down, some preconceived notions, you know? Mm, upside down. <laughs> I'm stoked about this, like pairing a novelist and a scientist and dialogue about like their overlaps mm-hmm. and their work um, is beautiful because uh, that's, that's letters and science, baby, right there. Indeed. <laughs> There are so many more books to talk about. So another, you know, genre realm that you guys do not veer away from is politics, um, political topics. You've got a book about the Supreme Court. Um, Pretty hot topic at the moment. I should say the name of the book, too, by the way. So The Supermajority, How the Supreme Court Divided America by Michael Waldman. Um, And that is Thursday, October 19th um, at 5.30 p.m. And that one's at Central Library. Michael Waldman is the Brennan Center for Justice president, and he's a former presidential speechwriter, too. So basically what he's doing in this book is just a deep dive into the new conservative supermajority, like overturning decades of law and reshaping American politics. And basically, they're making all of these decisions. In a, and he argues a little bit of a vacuum and not having that deep connection to the public will to sort of actually be the the guider of how these these things are playing out. He's super sharp and the book is really interesting. And of course, like you said, super timely. And so we're really excited about that one. I am, too, because I have I read um you know, the book Thanks Obama by David Litt, a for another former <laughs> um, presidential speechwriter. And I mean, these people are those are some good writers and they're funny <laughs> and really interesting. And mm-hmm. yeah, we can all relate to wanting the government to be more in touch with us and what's going on with everyday people. So yes. 
That sounds really interesting. Um, you've also got a book called Generation Anxiety, a millennial mm. and Gen Z's guide to staying afloat in an uncertain world by Dr. Lauren Cook, who's a therapist and a TikToker. Yeah. <laughs> Both at the same time. I mean, truly, I don't know if you've seen some of her little videos, but they are helpful and calming and you can really take away quite a lot in about 30 seconds from her. I picked this one because I'm I'm really interested in bringing in that university or kind of younger audience. Um, it's so cool that we have such an amazing and dynamic city that we live in, um, including the university and including the students that are here learning and growing. And I mean, they have these really difficult times that they've passed through recently. I mean, we all have, right? And so Dr. Lauren Cook is sort of breaking down all of those challenges that they're facing and how to deal with them. And it's just a guide about how to own your own stressors, own your own anxiety in a way that is actually productive and allows you to manage it and feel like you can still move through the world and face, you know, the day to day, which sometimes can be really, really tough. Yeah, definitely in an uncertain world. And they're, you know, the folks and I say they, including me, I am a millennial. Um who are looking at a future and thinking, um, what's important? What are our values? All of those things. Um, And speaking about millennials and Gen Zs, talking about identity and things around gender, that's certainly a topic that is very hot Mm. for us youngins, but (laughs) for everyone. And I wanted to bring up the book uh, called He, She, They. And that one's going to be all, it's all about gender identity. And I want to hear about that one and what you hope that conversation can spark. Yeah, Skylar Baylor um, is, I mean, let's a CAA Division One swimmer, trans right advocate, basically someone who has become an open and approachable authority on the on the topic and advocate for trans rights. It's a myth busting book. It's affirming. It's compassionate. And so I I would hope that what happens is that it sparks all of those things in the room, right? Like, let's, let's open up this conversation. Let's give it a total moment and platform. And not that one moment or one platform is enough. It should be everywhere all the time. And we should be having these conversations always. But at least the festival can take this, you know, this opportunity for a very knowledgeable and deeply empathetic person to have that space to make that conversation to do that teaching and engaging with the Madison community and beyond. Hopefully some folks come from out of town. <laughs> Don't tell the people I work for, but I want to take off and just be just focus on reading all of these books yes. <laughs> and go to every single one of these conversations. Yes. Uh, I, we can't go too far um, without talking about novelists. Mm. So our world builders, wh- who are some of the fiction writers coming to the fest this year? Yeah. So, um, Okay, one that I'm really excited about. <laughs> um, Layla Abulayla is um, an incredible, incredible author, New York Times notable author, Kane Prize winner. Um, and this book that she wrote is River Spirit. Um, and this book is um, a coming of age story that's basically um, during the Modest War in the 19th century Sudan. So it's intense. And it's like you said, it's a creating this world that also somewhat exists, but it's, a, you know, a fictional story or a fictional take on on a 
difficult place, right? With um, a lot of challenges. And also it's hard enough just to grow up and come of it, you know? So it's got characters, it's got all sorts of really beautiful writing and imagery. And actually I'm pretty excited. Layla Abulayla is going to be in conversation with the founder and publisher of Brittle Paper, Ainahi Adoro. And she is fantastic. I don't know if y'all have checked out Brittle Paper, but it's local talent, you know, meets this yes. national amazing writer. Um, and Well, funny enough, I reached out to her to help me with some pronunciations for a National Geographic conversation, a podcast about the transatlantic slave trade. So I like she's a superstar and I feel like now I definitely need to check out her brittle paper after you mm. share that. Yes, yes, for sure do. And Friday, October 20th is that event with the two of them. Um, and then Jamel Brinkley is um, UW-Madison Program in Creative Writing past fellow. Um, and he wrote a recent book of short stories. It's called Witness. And it's really interesting. It's just grappling with the question of what it means to witness something. What do you do with that information? How do you interpret it? Do you act on it? And it's kind of told through these range of characters from grandma to young kids to ghosts. Like it's super it's super interesting, but really gets at this kind of universal idea of like, we all are seeing things all the time. And how do we take that in? And what do we do with that information and, and witnessing, you know, life happening around us? Dang. Okay. I'm super inspired. <laughs> you guys clearly strike a balance between, you know, getting famous authors from across the country and even local authors here, um, yes. including famous ones. Exactly. There's so much local talent here. There's a lot. Can you shout any of them out quickly? Yeah. For us? Um, Beth Lim is incredible. Um, she wrote a memoir. It's called Owner of a Lonely Heart. It's about her experience um, at, in a family that's Vietnamese refugees. It's her experience being a mom, having a mom, um, kind of just navigating all of those things. Um, very excited to, to host Beth Wynn. She's also an English professor and part of the creative writing program as well at the university. It's extremely exciting. We could talk forever. But uh, before we go, what's your biggest hope for the fest? Oh, my biggest hope for the fest is just to make it make it fun, make it active, dynamic. I want people to make friends, enjoy a conversation, meet their favorite author, um, learn something and just enjoy, just enjoy celebrating books and authors and each other and the community of literacy and reading. Amazing. Jane, thank you so much and for your leadership and congratulations for this new directorship. <laughs> Thank you, Bianca. Thanks so much for the time and opportunity. That's Jane Rotunda, the new director of the Wisconsin Book Festival. The fall celebration starts Thursday, October 19th and runs through the weekend. If you want to learn more about what's on this year's roster, check out our show notes for a link. <laughs> And here's what else Madison's talking about. The public market. The latest for the Madison public market is go big or go home. 
The fate of the year-round market on 1st and Johnson Streets is now in the hands of our city council. The city's been looking for ways to cut costs after construction bids came in nearly $2 million over budget. But on Monday this week, a city committee voted down a proposal to cut doors, windows, and equipment from the building to save the city around $650,000. So now, the full council will vote on whether to borrow another $2 million to fund the full market plan. That meeting will take place next Tuesday. If the city can't find the money to pay for construction, it's unclear how the market would be built. We'll keep you posted. And the Wisconsin Supreme Court has voted to take up the highly anticipated redistricting case. That's the case that challenges the current GOP-drawn legislative maps, saying they give an undue advantage to the Republican Party in our state. Our newest justice, Janet Protasewicz, will weigh in on the case. She chose not to recuse herself for comments she made during her campaign, when she called the maps rigged. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss threatened an impeachment vote on Protasewicz if she didn't step aside. But it looks like that's not happening either. Former Supreme Court Justice David Prosser advised against impeachment, saying it should be reserved for a justice who's committed serious misconduct in office. So the court carries on. Oral arguments for the gerrymandering case are slated to begin next month. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with the biggest bookworm you know? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, butterfly in the sky.